It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're talking about quarterbacks past, present, and future and why Ron Rivera's seat may not even be warmer than the winter weather in the DMV this weekend. And then we start our look at the college football all-star games coming up this month and in early February. All of that right now on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and on Twitter at WrestleMania621, at DHarrison82, and at LockedWFTPod. Thank you again, Washington football team fans, for making this show your first listen every day. Like I mentioned at the open on this episode, we're going to talk quarterbacks, a lot about quarterbacks. And don't worry, guys, this is not going to be 30 minutes or so of just ranting and bashing on quarterback Taylor Heineke. That's not what this is about. The 2021 season is in the books. We have what we have. The tape has been laid. The stats have been measured. It's all information. Now the focus is on moving forward. And for head coach Ron Rivera, the question is, is he going to get his quarterback finally in burgundy and gold? And if you look at it, guys, going through 2021, the quarterbacks that that took snaps and that made pass attempts for this Washington football team in order of attempts, Taylor Heineke, Garrett Gilbert, Kyle Allen, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then in 2020, you go through there, Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, Logan Thomas, so not a quarterback, but he still attempted a pass, and Isaiah Wright. So those are all the players that Ron Rivera's Washington football team has had attempt passes for him in the two years as a head coach. And I think when you loop in all of those quarterbacks, one thing stands out stands out about them all, and one thing is known about all of them, and that is none of them, not a single one of them, have been Ron Rivera's guy. So even going back to like Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? I mean, and we know he brought in Kyle Allen. He brought in Taylor Heineke. Garrett Gilbert, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he brought these guys in. So in a sense, you can say, well, they're his guys because he brought them to the franchise. But I think when we talk about, is that his quarterback? Is that the guy that he really wants to marry himself to? I don't think we've seen that yet. And going back to the to the top of the show again, when I asked the question about whether or not Ron's seat is, is warmer than a winter weather storm that's, in, that's coming in this weekend, I don't know that it is because from an organizational standpoint, right? It's a little bit unfair when you when you have the most important mind on the football team, which is the head coach, because the general manager can draft all they want, and the general manager can draft all the talent in the world. If the head coach doesn't have a plan, if the head coach doesn't have a scheme, doesn't have control of the coordinators and, and quality control on what's happening with the team, it doesn't matter how talented your team is, you're going to fail year in, year out. So I think the head coach is the most important mind on the team from an administrative coaching front office standpoint. The quarterback is the most important player on the team. Like that's been established year in, year out across the NFL and, and across professional football and any league, any big time football 
uh, whether you're talking college, whatever it is, your 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 quarterback is really where the rubber meets the road, right? So you want your head coach to have a quarterback that they're married to. So you go look across the NFL. You look at some of these 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 job openings, right? You look at the Miami Dolphins moving on from Brian Flores. Why? Because there's a disagreement in the organization of where they should go at the quarterback position. Brian Flores wants to move on from Tua Tungavailoa. Obviously, the team, the GM, combination of the two, want to stick with Tua Tungavailoa. So they said, you know what? Our coach isn't married to our quarterback. It's not going to work. Let's move on. Let's let's either let's keep one or the other and move on and rebuild this thing. So they let Brian Flores go. They're sticking with Tua. I don't think that's the right horse to put your money on, but they made their decision. We'll see how it works out. You look at the New York Giants. I think there's a lot more to it than just Joe Judge and, and his clown comments and all that. But again, obviously there was a disconnect between what the coach is wanting to do and what the quarterback is trying to do. It just wasn't working out really from day one. You look at the Green Bay Packers even, and I mean, talent can get you very, very far in this league, but Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you look at the Green Bay Packers organization, you have one of the best quarterbacks, perhaps the best, you know, well, I wouldn't say the best, but one of the best quarterbacks of his time playing in your organization they only get one Super Bowl ring out of it. Why? Well, we come to find out there's a lot of kind of congestion there and kind of conflict between the quarterback and the head coach. Eventually, Mike McCarthy is moved on. You bring in another coach that the quarterback can marry with a little bit better. Next thing you know, they're in the NFC Championship game. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, again, the number one seed. I understand there's still some discombobulation going on between uh, the Green Bay Packers from an organizational front office, but you look at the head coach and you look at the quarterback, they're on the same page. They're pointed in the same direction. That is why you have the success that they have. Ron Rivera hasn't had that yet. Now, he was asked recently in, in one of his interviews about the future of the quarterback position, and he even mentioned, is everybody going to give him a year, or more than a year, rather, to develop a guy before we start calling to replace him? I mean, everybody wanted to replace Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, everybody, like all offseason last year was all about getting a quarterback. And we know that they went after Matthew Stafford. They didn't get him. So who do they settle with? They basically settle with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I understand there's some speculation uh, this, this offseason. You know, again, Martin Mayhew coming out and saying they're basically going to do whatever they can to solve the quarterback problem. And some people already saying, well, that's what you said last year. And the answer was Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think it was a one-year answer. It was supposed to be a one-year answer. The identity of the team was supposed to be win on defense, do enough on offense to put up enough points to win and do enough to not give the game away. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was on that page. Ron Rivera was on that page. Quarterback and, and coach were in the same place. Taylor Heineke comes in, and you see it in some of his play. He's less worried about controlling the ball, securing the ball, protecting the ball than he is making the play and trying to you know get everything back in, in one fell swoop and all those things. And that's why a lot of times these things – didn't work out. So moving forward, this this head coach needs a quarterback that's going to be on the same page. If I were a head coach, we talk about these coaching openings. If I were a head coach candidate, which I'm not, but if I was, if I was married, forced to be like, if you if you let's go back to the Miami Dolphins or let's go to the Las Vegas Raiders. If I were interviewing for either of those jobs, assuming Coach Passaccia doesn't keep his job out in Vegas, those are two franchises that, from what we can tell are basically looking for a coach to come in and marry their quarterback. You're either going to be married to two or you're going to be married to Derek Carr. Of those two jobs, I would be interested in the Raiders job because I'm a fan of Derek Carr. I like what he brings to the field. I like his play style. I like the way that he orchestrates an offense, and I feel like I could win with a quarterback like that. I'm not a fan of what Tua does on the field. So if I were offered either of those jobs, 
I would take the Raiders job. And honestly, I feel like I'm a person that if I were offered the Dolphins job and nothing else, I would just say being a really successful coordinator wherever I was that led to me getting offered the job anyway. Bottom line, guys, the quarterback is the most important player on the roster. The head coach is the most influential leader on the sideline. If the two aren't in sync with what the team personality is and how they need to play to win, then I don't see how you have much of a chance of a success. You're just not going to get the competitive edge that you need. Speaking of edges, we're all looking for an edge these days, especially in the playoffs. Washington football team fans, I want to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you make your bets as informed as ever. The experts at OnlineGambling.com have sent me the challenge of putting my own knowledge to the test and coming up with my early Super Bowl predictions to see how much of an expert I really am. I'm going to go with the Bucks versus the Bills in Super Bowl 56 because of multiple reasons. One, you don't bet against Tom Brady. If you've been watching football for the last 20 years, Tom Brady doesn't win every year, but you don't bet against Tom Brady. I, and I picked the Buffalo Bills in the preseason to represent the AFC. So with everybody, honestly, in the postseason looking vulnerable at this point, I don't see enough compelling evidence to knock me away from Buffalo, even though I do acknowledge that the Buffalo Bills, quite honestly, going up against the New England Patriots this weekend may not even make it out of the first round. Of course, we'll be keeping a close eye on these predictions as the playoffs continue. If you're planning on placing a bet during the playoffs, make sure you head to OnlineGambling.com before you do. OnlineGambling.com gives betters the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. This includes their OG tips section where you're going to find their own Super Bowl picks as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the NFL playoffs. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you again for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. David Harrison on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host Chris Russell, not on today's episode, off for today's episode. Find him on Twitter at Russellmania621. Find the show at LockedWFTPod. All right. So we talked about the quarterback position. Talk about Ron Rivera. Hasn't had his guy yet. Uh, you know, whether it's inheriting a lot of quarterbacks that, for, for one, he didn't put on the roster in the first place, kind of had to deal with due to draft status, veteran status, stuff like that, or two, guys that he brought into the team, yes, but were not supposed to be playing the impactful roles uh, that they played. Talking about Taylor Heineke coming as the backup and essentially starting after uh, as early as the first quarter, first half of the season uh, before it was even over with. Not the intention. So, again, until Ron Rivera. Now, look. That has a, an expiration date too, right? And then you move in, you know, next season it brings in a veteran and that guy gets hurt or that guy has struggles. And the next season, like, you can't just continue saying, oh, well, the guy that I wanted, you know, I didn't know he was going to get arrested and suspended for the season. I didn't know he was going to get injured. Eventually, you're just picking the wrong guys. But I think right now we give Ron Rivera at least 
one more chance. I mean, really, he's only had one chance, and that was the season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I don't know if I even call that a full chance. But you at least give him 2022, maybe even 2023. After, like, from 2023 on, I think that's where you got to start seeing that this is going to be a fruitful venture. But still looking back a little bit at the season that was, we had a, vo- a voicemail from a member of the Wash football team fan base. So let's hear from that caller right now. Hey, David and Chris. This is Daniel from Virginia. I just want to thank y'all. I listen to y'all every day. First, uh, got my first listen of the day and everything. And uh, I appreciate everything, all the work that you guys have done throughout this entire season. It's great. You appreciate it. I kind of want to give my whole assessment of the season as a fan. And uh, coming into it, I wasn't expecting like a great uh, winning percentage or anything. I did have high hopes, though, from everything that was over from the season. And then I kind of got a glimpse of how the season was going to go from going to the first, uh, for the first opening game, seeing how the defense was struggling and I continued out throughout the entire year and seeing Fitz go down, seeing Heineke come in. It was just a tale of how everything was going to go. I am excited about this new name and everything. It just, don't please just not repeat something dumb like admirals or commanders, man. As Chris said before, if Red Wolves could have been a thing, and it just took a means, like it just had to be a, a reasonable payout for the rights of it. I would be very pissed because that is a nice new name that I, I it may not have the history, like any history behind it with the Hogs and everything, but I think it's still a nice name to have. And fans would be kind of more um, excited about it. I just hope it's a good name, a new name that can give us a new fresh start. But honestly, I don't think anything is going to keep going in the way you want it to unless that man dance matter. I'm looking just ahead and forward to the offseason. Hopefully we get a decent draft pick at 11. But I kind of wanted to hear, uh, as I'm watching these new playoffs, these new playoffs and looking ahead, um, what do y'all, who do y'all think is going to end up in the Super Bowl? I mean, I just want no Cowboys in any situation. All right, Daniel, appreciate the phone call there, man. A little bit longer than we like, uh, but you know what? It's the end of the season. There's a lot to talk about and a lot of venting to do as well, so we're okay right now being that sounding board and a lot to unpack there You know about the team name. I think we're all on the same page there for the most part uh, about the way that the season went as well. Again, that's kind of done in the books. Time to look forward. Uh, and as far as my Super Bowl pick, I mean, I said it in the ad read there, but for those of you who skipped the ad reads, I'm going with Bucks and Bills, and, and that's going to be uh, my pick. And, and if if and when one of those teams or both of those teams gets eliminated, I'll make a new pick, and we'll go from there. It, it's definitely a wide-open field. I don't think any team is unbeatable. Uh, but all those guys got to – all those teams are in the playoffs, and, and they're fighting for the Lombardi Trophy uh, just like Washington was last year. And they do it because they've got talented rosters, and they do – uh, because they've got talented coaching staffs, and I think Washington overall has a talented coaching staff, and you know uh, can can move forward with that. We'll see if they make some decisions, move on from somebody, maybe a coach here or there decides uh, to go somewhere else, or maybe they decide to replace them. More to follow when that comes. But in the meantime, right now every NFL organization, even the ones in the playoffs, so every single NFL organization is looking forward towards the NFL draft, and I mean they've been preparing for the NFL scouts and everything are doing this year round. Uh, there's even guys already looking forward to 2023. But coming up, you know, here very shortly here at the end of the month and into early February are the college college football all-star games. And these are very, very important opportunities for players. And it all kicks, well, it doesn't kick off. Actually, the last one of the big three really is the Reese's Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama from February 1st to February 5th. The actual game is February 5th. Now, let me give you guys a little bit of insight into the Senior Bowl. The game really 
doesn't matter. Like, and I don't want to say it doesn't matter completely. Like, if you go out there and just completely, you know, poop the bed or whatever, like it's it's not going to look good for you, obviously. But for the most part, the practices is where these guys make their money. They're dealing with NFL coaches for the first time. They're receiving NFL coaching for the first time. They're getting a lot of information thrown at them very quickly. Signals, calls, routes, stuff like that. And it's it's a good way to see how these guys perform under pressure. Now, it's, there's a lot of great there's a great assault taken with a lot of this stuff, right? Because it is such a unique environment that you're not going to just completely make your entire decision on a player based off of what you see at the Reese Senior Bowl. I was at the Senior Bowl last year. I will be at the Senior Bowl again this year. So for you guys, if you have a prospect out there at the Senior Bowl that you just are absolutely in love with or you think is someone that we should be watching or that I should be watching or you want to know more about, whatever, shoot it over to me. I mean, I can't sit there with a list of, you know, Washington football team fan requests at the Senior Bowl and just fulfill them all. But if you pique my interest on somebody or if you have an idea on somebody or maybe you talk about somebody that I'm already getting set to look at, we can have the conversation here on the show. And I can know that at least part of the Washington football team fan base is going to be interested in it. Speaking of the quarterback position, though, at the Reese's Senior Bowl, I mean, this is the gem of the senior or the college football all-star game circuit for a reason. And they have four really good quarterback prospects playing in Mobile and practicing in Mobile. Uh, the Jets and the Lions coaching staffs will be the coaching staffs uh, there in Mobile this year. Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pittsburgh, who is right now considered to be the number one quarterback prospect in the NFL draft by a lot of people. Six foot three. So he kind of has that taller stature and NFL quarterback that you want, but he's got small hands and that's going to be a concern. Apparently he wears gloves to kind of make up for it. And apparently there's a report now that he's got a double jointed thumb uh, that lets him grip the ball better, even though he's got a small or small hands um, only in the NFL draft where you talk about people's double jointed thumbs. Uh, Desmond Ritter quarterback out of Cincinnati, six foot four. I've seen him comped to guys like Ryan Tannehill for what that's worth. So a little bit less on the accuracy side, a little bit too aggressive at times, has some athleticism, some toughness. Obviously he's got the length, uh, and the arm that you want. Carson strong out of Nevada, another quarterback that's going to be down in mobile again, six foot four. He's the most mentally sound. So think like he's the most Mac Jones ish of this group uh, here at the senior bowl this year. Um, he's got some intangibles as well and a nice arm anticipation. So like that Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, six foot one, definitely the most athletic of the group. He's got accuracy issues. He's got decision-making issues. Honestly, he looks like a kind of guy that who might be converted someday to another position as, as athletic quarterbacks without a lot of accuracy sometimes are all four of those guys though, have accepted invites to the senior bowl. So barring injuries and, other decisions. I mean, Kenny Pickett's the number one guy. He may just go there and take meetings, to be honest with you. Uh, that's possible. I would like to think all these guys are going to go there and they're going to showcase their stuff, whether they are or not. You can still benefit and you can benefit because watch football team fans. There's an incredible app out there for everyone. And it doesn't matter if you're an NFL prospect, doesn't matter if you're a head coach, a GM, a scout, or just a regular guy like you and me, you can benefit from get upside. Our listeners making up 25 cents per gallon of gas back every time they fill up just down by downloading the free get upside app in the app store or Google play store right now, use the promo code touchdown and you'll get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back on your first tank of gas. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on that first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can then cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. 
Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. This episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast also brought to you by Bet Online, who would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we get set for the NFL playoffs to kick off this weekend. Bet Online is still your number one spot for all your sports wagering action in 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code Locked On. Whether it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Segment three of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. David Harrison going solo at dharrison82 on Twitter. My co-host Chris Russell off for today's episode like he usually is, but there's no crossover because Washington is no longer playing football, unfortunately. But you can find him on Twitter at Russellmania621. Find the show at Locked WFT Pod. Two more Pro Bowl or Pro Bowl, two more collegiate all-star games coming up here at the end of the month into early February. The NFLPA Collegiate Bowl is actually the first of these college all-star games taking place in Los Angeles, California. Uh, and the number one quarterback prospect on my board right now uh, who is going to be appearing in the Collegiate Bowl is South Dakota State Jackrabbits quarterback Chris Oladikun. Not sure if I'm actually saying that correctly or not. Six-foot-two quarterback started at the University of South Florida. He is a Tampa, Florida native. USF is also in Tampa, Florida. That's where he started. Did some good things there. Moved to Samford. Eventually was a starting quarterback there. Uh, for a season, eventually lost that starting quarterback position, so he decided to transfer out. Ends up with the uh, South Dakota State Jackrabbits there in the FCS uh, again. Six foot two quarterback, very very athletic, uh, very long. Has 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 kind of a long release. I'd like to see him shorten that release or quicken that release a little bit. A little too slow for me. Kind of reminds me of Terrell Pryor, honestly, especially when he when he runs. Uh, doesn't look all that fast. He's a long strider, more of a smooth runner. Then he is a twitchy runner, I guess if you want to call it that. Uh, but still, he covers ground very quickly, very athletic type of guy. So someone who's going to be very interesting to watch there at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl will not be on site there, but I will be watching it via my television, just like all of you can, getting some insight, getting some information. Uh, and, of course, we've got some experts that we'll be talking to as well. Uh, the next game to be played is the East-West Shrine Bowl. That taking place in Las Vegas, Nevada, January 30th to February 3rd. Fun note, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast and Locked On Bets podcast, your boy Q, will be attending the East-West Shrine Bowl practices uh, and game, I do believe, as well. So if you want to throw him a follow, at least for the period of January 30th to February 3rd, get all the news and notes he's got coming out of the East-West Shrine Bowl. For me, Iowa State Cyclone quarterback Brock Purdy is kind of the, the top guy there, six foot one quarterback out of Iowa State. Kind of reminds me, play-style-wise, play of Baker Mayfield. And, and let me clarify, when I make these kind of player comps. These are not projections of what they'll do in the NFL. Cause obviously when you hear me say Terrell Pryor, you're like, Oh, well, we're not going to draft that guy who wants to draft Terrell Pryor, knowing what happened to Terrell Pryor talking more stylistically, whether it has to do with athleticism, arm talent, uh, Brock Purdy reminds me of Baker Mayfield. And the fact that Baker kind of seems always to be just a little unsettled, not so much like chaotic. Like it always seems like he's a little bit in control of what he's doing. Everything he does is deliberate, but it still kind of looks funky, especially when you're like, Throwing a pass gets batted at the line of scrimmage, and then you bat it to a Clemson defender in the Cheez It Bowl. That was kind of weird. Uh, but high motor guy, uh, good arm on him. I mean, he, he throws with anticipation, stuff like that. So, you know, definitely kind of a day two, uh, maybe day three type of prospect 
there. So those are your top two quarterbacks from your other remaining college football all-star games, at least according to me. Again, do your own research. You know, if you got a guy that you like more than one of these guys, by all means, hit me up. Let me know what you like about them or what you like about another quarterback. So in order, NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, Los Angeles, California, taking place January 25th to 29th. East-West Shrine Bowl, Las Vegas, Nevada, taking place January 30th to February 3rd. And then the Reese's Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, taking place February 1st to the 5th. Again, I will be on ground in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. That's going to wrap it up, guys, for this conversation, this quarterback-heavy conversation of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. We kind of take a look into the quarterbacks of the past, the present, and potentially the future. Obviously, there's veteran quarterbacks to talk about. We will also get to that conversation as well. For your second listen today, please check out the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, the Locked on Bets podcast available and free on all platforms. Thank you again for making this show your first listen of the day, just like Daniel does, just like so many others do as well. If you've got questions or topics that you want to discuss about future quarterbacks, current quarterbacks, send them into Locked WFT pod at gmail.com or call in, be part of the show by dialing 301-615-3577. Try to keep it to about 90 seconds every once in a while. Someone like Daniel gets long-winded. We have time to fit it in, so we do if we can, but I can't promise you that I can always do that. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Again, I am David Harrison, writer over at si.com slash NFL slash Washington football. My co-host Chris Russell, not here today, but you can find him Monday through Friday on the Team 980 with his co-host Pete Medhurst. We'll also find that on the Odyssey app. We appreciate you dropping by and spending part of your day here with us, free and available on all platforms. Until we see you again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining me on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.